Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster Rebecca Adams and are not based on the advice of a licensed therapist, psychologist, or psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Human lives follow many paths, presenting twists and turns and choices never planned, never expected. Temptation, anger, depression, and loneliness all can lead a person to a mistake they can't take back. Facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. These are the voices of women who have chosen to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Hello everybody, this is Rebecca. And as you know, I am currently on a winter break. But while I'm away, I wanted to be able to help others in the podcast industry and share their show with my listeners. So please take a listen. And if you are interested in subscribing to their show, please check the episode notes. All the details will be there for you to go ahead and subscribe to them. If you just came across the podcast, Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity, and you would like to listen to those stories, all you have to do is back up on the episode list to prior to December of 2021. The podcast will return on Sunday, February 6th, or Friday, February 4th, if you're a Patreon subscriber. And if you are interested in bonus episodes and are interested in subscribing as a Patreon, details on how to proceed will be at the end of this episode. And thank you for being here. to my dear friend Colin Murphy. Thank you, Mr. Murphy. <clears throat> my phone dings. It is Tinder. Is he one to remember? A beautiful sight if he's Mr. Right. Waiting for my winter wonder man. Gone away is my old boo. Here to stay, I don't know who. Will he have a big dong? Will we get along? Waiting for my winter wonder man. In the bedroom, I will mount his snowman and pretend that I like going down. I'll say, let's get married. He'll say, no, ma'am. I'll just hit you up when I'm in town. Cuffing time is upon us, so my heart is just pure mush. I've been single so long, please don't call me strong. Waiting for my winter wonder man. My phone dings, this time it's hinge. In the middle 
of my show binge. In sweatpants and crumbs, I look like a bum, waiting for my winter wonder man. Gone away is my old boo. They all say you'll find a new. So I swipe away every day, waiting for my winter wonder man. In the meantime, I'm accepting DMs from hot men who still are in their prime. Miss me if you have a wife or girlfriend. I'm 33 and I don't have the time. Later on, I'll have my guy. My vagine will never be dry. My face on his face while I'm wearing lace. Waiting for my winter wonder man. Waiting for my winter wonder man. Welcome to the Rocky Rundown, where you get to learn a little bit about my week. Party God Squad, did you have a good week? Here's hoping, baby. I started my week in Jamaica celebrating my girl Kara's birthday and ended my week celebrating her and my other sweet mama Katie's joint birthday at Brooklyn Bowl 90s night. The two of them celebrate their birthdays together and it is just the best. My friend group is amazing, man. Now I'm just talking to you, the gang. We wrecked that dance floor last night. Everyone wanted a piece of our energy and our vibe, and you know it's true. Party God Squad, I'm not saying this to be cocky. I'm telling you this because if your friend group doesn't ignite electricity in your soul or doesn't leave you charged up like a battery pack going to Mars, get better friends. Find your vibrational tribe. It's the fountain of youth. May we always be the most righteous chuggies on the dance floor. When I was in Jamaica earlier this week, I was alone by the pool on my computer at night and I could see the ocean. I so badly wanted to walk over there and smoke my joint and watch the waves crash alone. And then I remembered... Bitch, Kim Kardashian got robbed at gunpoint in her own room in a luxury hotel in Paris, France. We ain't safe, people. You gotta watch out for yourself. Thank God I'm half black. My white side was really pulling a intro to every missing person show ever, trying to get me over to that water. The system mean one hand it. No, sir. Thank you, queen, for keeping the duality of my identity and body safe alone in another country. As a thank you, I promise to stop suggesting to my friends that we go on camping trips. You know what I wish they'd invent? An electric fence, but for humans who have no business going into Chipotle multiple times a week. I'm a human who went to Chipotle multiple times this week. Nothing harsh, just a zap. Enough to turn you around. 
The future is bright, though. They got Keurigs for weed, goddammit. Last night, I stuffed a raw cone with weed from a plastic baggie at 3 in the morning in the backseat of my friend's truck. So this innovation in marijuana is on my wish list. A Keurig for weed. And people say civilization is crumbling. I'd like to give a special shout out to my friend Coco, aka Courtney, and her happy relationship. She's someone I've been friends with for 12 and a half years. She's my neighbor, and she looks out for me, and vice versa, of course, of course. Friday night, we're sitting on couchy. That's my couch. We're having laughs. We're having a wine night, and we start talking about a mutual friend from college. And I said, yeah, you know, I like them. But it's weird, they don't follow me back on Instagram. And she said, oh my god, really? Let me see if they follow me. And then she pulled up their Instagram, looked me dead in my eyes, and said, how do I see if they follow me? She said that with a pure heart and all the sincerity in the world. If you are our age and don't know how to stalk on Instagram, you got a happy relationship, people. Keep on trucking, Courtney and Andy. Keep on trucking. That brings us to Rocky's highest thoughts, my most stoned thoughts of the week. This week, it was a high action with very little thought. I want to start this by saying I'm no role model and I don't aim to be. I don't advise anyone to do as I do only to be entertained by me. And let's face it, are you not entertained? I uxnay eed way out of a make a j because I would have rather been detained in Antigo May A Bay than live without that Jamaican good good. I'm a mule. Sorry, Yule May. Today is episode 54. It's also the final episode of season one of Wild Nights with Rocky Powell. For the last 54 weeks, every Monday, I have released a new episode. It's about to get real award speechy in here, so get them tissues ready, baby. When I started this podcast, I didn't know what to expect. All I knew, and all I know, is that I'm an entertainer since I could walk. Through COVID, everyone's world stopped. And so did my auditions. So did my twice a week in-person in New York City live improv shows. I was at a loss on how to put myself out there and fill my creativity void. I'm also so social. I love parties. I love people. I love fun. In fact, I'm missing two parties right now and it's honestly killing me. Shout out to Kaylee and shout out to Brad. But this show is my baby. She's been my priority for a little over a year, and every week I've done everything I can to make sure Wild Nights feels the love I have for her. I've sat at my computer for hours a day, networking, recording, editing, emailing, just trying to get my show out there. And even with all the hard work I've put in and all the alone time I've spent getting her off the ground, I could not have done this without my amazing support system. Mom, Dad... Thank you for making sure that I know you're proud of me. I hear you and I feel it. Mom, I know how the show breaks up your Monday night drive home and I love getting your another great one, babe, text. Dad, sorry for any time you had to hear about me having sex with some undeserving white boy, but you know we keeps it 100. Skills, thank you for all the recordings you let me do in your room. Thank you for encouraging me and putting your blood, sweat, and tears into creating the Rocky Rundown. 
You were 100% right about the down. It's really cool to have a brother who gets it. John Boy, thank you for listening to my opening, sometimes before, sometimes after they were recorded. Thank you for putting up with me doing interviews in the kitchen. Thank you for doing the cover photo. I can't wait to use your eye in the future. My family for listening, all of your unprompted texts just letting me know you listened and things you liked about the episodes. And it just really reassured me that I have something great here and you aren't just listening out of obligation. And for all the Sundays we've spent together where I get to sit around my family while everyone's hanging out and having a good time and everyone lets me edit because you know I want to be a part of the mix but I also have to get my work done. I get FOMO so I like to be in the mix. Kaylee Girl, for all your podcast wisdom, I love that we both share this passion and I love you. To all my friends who let me share our wild nights, thank you for listening as well as helping make the memories. Thanks for the text with the pictures of your Spotify wrapped showing me that I was your number one podcast. If I had just received one screenshot from one of you, that would have been enough. But from all the girls, it means the whole world. To every guest who shared their time and their stories, I hope you had as much fun as I did. A lot of you didn't even know me and you just took a chance on doing my show and I'll never forget it. And you definitely have a friend in me. Some podcasts I'd like to shout out. And since we are on a break until January, if you've listened to all my episodes and you need to start a new podcast, any of these will quench that thirst. These are podcasts who've not only become podcasts I enjoy listening to, but friends of mine, and they've been super supportive to me throughout my first year. Underrated, Social Animals, Drinkin' Edition, Impolite Society, the Hot Mess Comedy Hour, The Manic Pixie Weirdo, Random Convos from the Couch, Jake and the Dingus, Decaying with the Boys, Reinvention Rebels, and last but not least, my podcast bestie Corey Easley, host of Corey Has a Podcast. Corey, thank you so much for constantly lifting me up and for the shout outs. I am so grateful for the way our friendship has grown this year. Such a pleasant surprise and listen to me. I am always rooting for you. I love seeing you win, so keep it up. Apologies if I forgot anyone, and I just want to say that the indie podcast community, especially on Twitter, is the absolute best. And last but not least, the Party God Squad. Wow. You're amazing. I cannot wait to deliver more content. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for writing reviews and listening each and every week. I am beside myself and... You've loved my poems and my stories and my songs. And there is no Wild Nights without the Party God Squad. So rage on, baby. You can feel free to write me an email if you have something to say. WildNightsWithRocky at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. To anyone who may want to follow a less conventional, more creative path or any path that lights a fire under you, do it. This feels unreal and I've never felt more like myself in my entire life. You can feel this way too if you just follow what you love. It's hard, but it's also that easy. And before you know it, a year will go by and you'll have a lot to show for it. So just do it. Oh, and Lil Rocky, it's all worth it. And it'll all continue to be worth it. Fan that fire, baby girl. It is only the beginning. My guest this week is the motherfucking queen of queens, Suni Reyes. Comedian actress, improviser, writer, stand-up. 
Her wild word was Mary Jane, and you know I'm Rick James, bitch. Because I'm in love with Mary Jane. She's my main thing. So soon he came to the right place to tell her wild night story. Because it's the season finale, that is all the more reason to like and to share and to subscribe to the podcast. You can follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Wild Nights with Rocky, on Twitter at Wild Nights Pod. If you haven't done so already, write me a review. It changes the game and it really helps me out. If you want to see extended interviews with all of my guests, they are on YouTube, so please subscribe there as well. If you have a favorite episode while we're on our little break, share it and tag me. I will 100% reshare it. If you can, tell one friend about the show who doesn't listen and let's grow the Party God Squad, baby. I'm coming in hot for season two with a monster guest. And I'm ending season one with a monster guest as well. So please, enjoy my Wild Nights conversation with the one, the only, Suni Reyes. Suni, welcome. Thank you for doing the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited because you are just such a bright light. And I feel like you and I have been orbiting around each other in the comedy community for very many years now, but we've never really had a one-on-one hang. Um, That Venus a Mars energy, baby. Yes, yes. So I'm so honored to have you on the show. And uh, you are the season finale of season one. So this is is so- We survived. We survived, baby. So this is so- exciting how are you feeling winding up going into the new year uh please 2022 get here i mm-hmm. cannot wait for 2022 to get here any quicker <laughs> i'm yeah. so ready you know what i mean like it's just i don't know everything is a blur but i'm ready for 2022 i think i am too i think i am too i wish i i'm a big person i like to relax a lot i haven't been able to relax in december it's been so hectic so far yes same so I'm, I'm looking forward to january so i can just roll up on my couch with a little bit of right Mary jane Okay. 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 So Sudi's wild word was Mary Jane. I already know I'm going to love where this story is going. So the floor is yours. Give us your wild night story, Mary Jane. (laughs) Honestly, let me disclaimer out there. I haven't had a real wild night in like decades. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm a mom. So it's the wild nights of cleaning and cooking. You know, that (laughs) wild in a while. But uh, a few years ago, (laughs) the day turned into a wild night. Okay. Okay. I live in Queens near my neighborhood. There was a a fellow comedian that used to live very close to me. And we used to like bump into each other. Sometimes when I'm walking my dog, you know, like it was just very casual or whatever. And then we were put on on the same sketch team and we got a little bit closer. You know, there was this one day right before I was going to get my son, pick up my son from school. I was walking my dog and I bumped into him and he's like, hey, Sudi, what's up? I'm "I'm running late to pick up my son from school. Oh, yeah, no worries. Don't worry. How's everything going? I'm like, I'm just tired and stressed and exhausted. Like, you know, someone asks you how you do and you should not say any of these things. Yeah. But I just felt like it. It was like, you know, a long day, long week, long year, probably. And now also, this is a friend. At this point, you know, it's not just a, hey, hi. This person knows you a little bit. So you felt like right. you could be honest. Right. But it's still a comedy friend where, you know, like, yeah. it's just, hey, let's do the show, <laughs> then drink and bye-bye. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. No one wants to hear it, and there was no, you know, no one really wants to hear from a funny parent. Like yeah. no one wants to know about the whole ordeal. But he was cool, and I was like, yeah, I'm just like, I just need a break. And he's yeah. like, I just bought some brownies. If you want, I can give you one. I'm like, like weed brownie, and like this is me, like you know, who hasn't had yeah, enough, <laughs> like over a decade. He's like, yeah, what, what, why would I be offering you regular brownies? You know? Yeah, <laughs> not a fucking Girl Scout. <laughs> like, maybe the sugar will help me out. And, and I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah, why not? Let me be a little naughty for a second. Like, yeah. it should be fun. I'm on my way to pick up my son from school. What could happen? Mm-hmm. He gives me this thing that is not bigger than than this, you know, just yeah. like a very small, a little bigger than a quarter size, a little bigger than a quarter, you know, mm-hmm. and I can handle this. It's fine. This guy is twice my size. Mm-hmm. So I figure, okay, he probably eats the whole thing at once. I'm just going to eat half and I'll be fine. Right. We say goodbye. I'm like, I have to run. I have to go pick up my son. But thank you so much. This hopefully we'll relax. Yeah, yeah. Take that. You're going to sleep like a baby tonight, baby. Yeah. All right. Good. I'm walking to get my son. The school is a block away. And I'm like, I'm going to hit this thing now. I just want to relax. Yeah. Okay. I eat half of this freaking brownie. By the time I turn the corner, the cars are flying. <gasps> Everything is in the air. The noises are paranoid me. Someone is after me. Run. I yeah. start literally freaking out immediately, like immediately. <laughs> but yeah, because I hadn't had lunch. Right. I spent all day doing laundry, running around the city, running errands, came back to walk the dog and go get the kid. And I had not had lunch. So the brownie in my head was like, also like, oh, I'm having a little snack to pick me up, you know, yeah. uh, until I make, make lunch. No, Suni, this is not a regular brownie. You are going to die. I literally thought I was going to die. I made it to the gate to pick up my son. And I'm just like, let's go, let's go. Yeah, mommy needs just needs to go. We just have to go right now. Because this was one block. It made one it- block. Do you think that there was any chance now I've been there too, where they've kicked in like very quickly. Do you think there was any chance that you were like, I haven't done this in a while. I'm ta- I'm being a little bad that there could have been some mental jumpage to it too, or it was all brownie. No, I was truly looking forward. I wasn't like, Ooh, let me see what this is. I was like, Oh, I want this to really do what he told me was going to do. Right, relax relax. Me. You were in the right but mindset. I just wanted to relax me and not be stressed out. I'm, I'm pretty sure something was going on at that time. It's probably health insurance related, yes. but it was something that I remember. It was very stressful, a very stressful time. And I was like, I just wanted to relax. Oh, it's like weed. Yeah. Oh, relax me. Chill vibes. No, girl. There were unicorns in my face. <laughs> Every noise was truly, it was like a, um, a hazard. It was like danger, danger. I grabbed my son's hands so tight. And I was like, let's go. He, he's like, you okay? Yeah, yeah just, just go home. He was like seven at the time. Yeah. So he no idea like, what is going on of course you make it home and i literally run into the bathroom and just lock myself in the bathroom and start crying what oh, no just crying just like yeah. oh my god oh my god i put my son in danger oh my yeah. god no mommy are you okay yeah i am having a panic attack yeah it's three o'clock and i am high as fuck <laughs> i haven't been this high since college yeah i'm just like how am i gonna make lunch and dinner and take care of these two things yeah a dog yeah. and a freaking kid child I, I come out and he's just playing I'm like great continue playing i managed to reheat 
whatever I had yeah. in the refrigerator, put it on the plate, and I just sit on the couch and just not move. Then I went from panicking, crying, to sitting and not moving. I just sat there for like another hour. I yeah. don't know what my son did in that time. I don't know. <laughs> I'm very lucky he didn't call 911. I'm very yeah. lucky. You know, he probably left the house and came back. I don't remember. I yeah. don't remember what happened. I just sat there. Then the next emotion was, oh my God, the FBI is coming. They're taking my son away. Someone's called social services. Yeah. I'm truly thinking that someone called social services. Like this you is new. <laughs> not like for real. Like that was my whole, I could never detach myself from motherhood, even though I wanted to relax. Yeah. My trip was about people coming after me because I was yeah. a bad mother. Yeah. Nobody's even, nobody even knows what's going on in the outside, but you've created this whole story. You see the van parked across the street. They got the wires tap in the house. <laughs> literally, literally, I was like, oh my God. I turned, I literally closed the, the curtains and I turned, the whole house was like completely covered. I was like, I don't want anyone to know what's happening in here. Yeah. That's not, you don't take brownies to get this paranoid about being a bad person. You're supposed yes. to just relax. I started like thinking, well, I have to tell my husband now because he will find out when he gets home. Yeah. <laughs> he was going to be home like a, like an hour from the, because it was like probably like four o'clock and I'm still like this on the couch. I text my husband, hey, babe, I'm so sorry, but um, I took a brownie and I'm not feeling good. Yeah. And he texts me back, a brownie from where? So he's like, do you have the runs? What's yeah. happening? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh, my friend, um, he, um, he gave me one of his weed brownies. What? What friend? My husband doesn't know any of my comedy friends because yeah. he's never in my comedy circles because yeah. he's with the baby when I'm not at yeah. home. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's just like, who are you from? Who's this friend? What are you yeah. doing when I'm not at home? Are you a drug dealer? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, his mind is going to the worst. And you're meanwhile, you're just like, I just wanted a little brownie to relax. <laughs> and I was like, uh, no, like it was a wee brownie. He's, he's a cool guy. You know, like he, he would just start to help me out because I was so stressed out. Okay. How much do you eat? Um, half of it, half of a brownie. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? I'm like, it was tiny. It was not big. Sunny, that's a lot. Like, yeah. oh my God. I'm so, and I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll be home soon. I'm so sorry. It's fine. All right. I tell my son, I'm going to lay down. Daddy will be home soon. It, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. And I'm so sorry if anything happened. Okay. I said, I'm so sorry to my son so yeah. many times. He doesn't remember. He, he was like seven and yeah. right now he's 11. Like he doesn't remember, but I remember his face being like, why are you saying sorry for? Like, yeah, is, yeah. he never really clocked me. Like in my mind, I was like, my son is going to be a crack baby. Like, this is it. <laughs> like, I, I, like I truly was like, it's over. Guys ruined my life. They're going to take him away. And he never, he was like, my, like, what yeah. is wrong? <laughs> like, everything is fine. Yeah. My husband finally gets home. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so yeah. sorry. I put you both in danger. You didn't put anyone in danger. It's fine. The house it's is not weird. on fire. No, no, no. They were coming after me. They were coming yeah. after me. Like, I know someone Someone knows that I did this and they're going to take him away. Sunni, calm down. No one is going to take him. I'm literally telling my husband that they're going to take my son away. Yeah. Go in the bedroom. Stay there for the rest of the night. I'll take over. So this poor thing comes from work. and has to, like, make dinner do the whole night routine with him, help him with homework, walk the dog again. I'm just like laying in bed. Again, I can't eat. I can't move. I'm just going from like paranoid to crying 
sad, like just sad. He finally gets back in the bedroom and it's like, you know, now it's like probably like nine o'clock and I'm still high. Okay. This was at two. Yeah. This was two. It's 9 p.m. I don't know. Is this normal or was I just that out of shape? I don't know. I think that sometimes edibles take you into another realm and they're so hard to gauge. You could take an edible and then you could wake up like you like seven hours later and you can just be like, I'm still high. I, sometimes I have to remove myself. I get what's called the Rocky shakes. If I get too high, I'm like from edibles. I'll be like, oh my God, get me out of here. I was like yeah. shaking and I couldn't control it. I was yeah. like, what is going on? Like when I took brownie thing, you know, college I don't remember being like it was like well first of all I took them at night so yeah. I don't know you know that whole thing of like seeing the daylight and then going into nighttime <laughs> fuck me over because it fucks with your mind you know you're like in daylight there's so many noises and then I'm sure I closed the curtain I didn't want to know anything about the outside world yeah you're just having this own thing so he got into bed around nine and you're still feeling it right now it's coming it's like it's a little bit like you know, coming down. And I start laughing hysterically. Cracking up. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will never do it again, but that was really funny, right? And he's like, literally just straight face. Yeah? You're done? No, no, no. That was really funny, baby. Like, for real. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, that was really fun. Well, I just recorded 10 minutes of you doing a monologue. So that whole time that I thought I was just laying down, I was talking to myself. I did an entire monologue of like my childhood trauma and how <laughs> the world is fucked up. It was right after Trump got elected. So it, oh. I went in with the whole Trump and racism and yes. social justice. Like there is a video that when my husband divorces me, it will come out <laughs> of me high as fuck. Just like shit about like famous people, like this people are fucking trash and they're like, Fakes and you know, like they, they pretend Black Lives Matter, but bullshit. They don't give yeah. a fuck. Like there is an actual video <laughs> telling it all about every single person that has done me wrong, right. like people that betray me, friends that said they were my friends. Girl, there is a ten-minute video. I didn't even know he was recording me. That's and coming I'm out after your first Oscar. <laughs> That's coming out, and you know it's true. <laughs> no, I don't want to be like Hillary Swank. <laughs> Hillary Swan, you know, she won the first Oscar and then she divorced her husband. He pro- she probably has a tape of him if she's the one that divorced him. <laughs> well, you know, I, that always freaks me out. Like, you know, once you like become like successful, yes. it's like, well, bye-bye everyone that has ever helped me and supported me, which in my case is literally my husband and my son. Right, <laughs> right, like, right, I right. Never, I would never, but he's like, yeah, you just went all in on America, Trump, racism, social justice, Hollywood, and your childhood. (laughs) So you probably made a lot of great points, honestly. (laughs) The laughing came from like, because I let whatever was in my subconscious, I let it all out. Yeah. I could not believe, I was like, don't you ever, you have to send that to me immediately and erase it. He's like, no. So I still, I don't have a copy of it. It's on his phone. Okay. And God help me, like if I, you know, when I make it, like, you know, is he's going to blackmail me. <laughs> I know for a fact I'm going to have to pay some sort of money for this video. Hopefully no one will ever see it. And if you do, oh, well, I'm already rich and famous. So what are oh, you going to well. do? <laughs> oh, well. Try and cancel her, people. It ain't happening. Not today, not tomorrow, not the next day. Once I was like done, I just texted my friend. I was like, hey, bro, that fuck me up that was not he's like what how much do you take i'm like half of it 
what? I'm like, okay, everyone with the what and that. He's like, no, I only take a little pieces, like little bites here. And I'm like, where the fuck do you buy this? Like, like yeah. who, who's making? Because now they make them like tiny and potent. Is that yes. like, he was like, no, they're smaller they have, the more concentrated they are, you know, take it bye, bye, bye. And then blah, blah. And I'm like, and this guy is like, I'm telling you twice my size. Yeah. And he takes little bites. And I took half of it, half of it. And he little. takes the little bites. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, going back, trying to find like a wild night, I was like, yeah, those nights don't mean anything to me. <laughs> I know. <'cause laughs> because they involve like, they have boyfriends that are fucking trash. So yeah. I don't talk about them and give them time, you know? No, this story was perfect. First and foremost, I'm so glad that everything ended up working out. It's so good that you had your support system, like you had your husband to come home because that could have been a way different night. You know what I mean? You're able to like laugh about it now. Imagine if he wasn't home and then you had your son home alone no. with you, you know? If I would have done it the day before or the day after, it would have been over because my yeah. husband works. At that time, he was a bartender. Like, uh-huh. he raised a kid on tips and gigs, honey. Yes, yes. And he was working overnight. But that night, he was actually doing a, a day gig. So he was able okay. to come home, you know, in the afternoon. But I was, it would have been truly fucked. I would have, yeah. I would have called 911 on myself. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, come arrest me. It's over. Yeah. Please uh, take care of my son. And uh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Since that day, have you ever touched edibles? No, there's no no brownie near this house. Not good ones, bad ones, unicorn ones. It doesn't matter. I do not. No, it's not happening. I haven't done weed ever since. Yeah. It's kind of sad because... I don't know, like weed is fun. And like, yeah. you know, like I do, I have a CBD oil. I get really bad cramps, uh-huh. like get really bad. So I CBD I'll do, you know, but like I stay away from the THC and yeah, couldn't do it. Like it was traumatizing and I don't think I'll ever do an edible ever again. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't blame you when it hits you that hard. I mean, I can't even imagine to take a bite of it. And then when you turn a corner, you're already feeling it. That's not, that's I some just- strong shit. And then when I hear this guy that is over 200 pounds telling me he only takes a little bite, like a corner, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, I OD on this brownie. Like, yes. was- that's amazing. Well, that really was truly, it was a wild day turned wild night. I just pictured the two of you like running into each other like a week later and him just being like, hey, Suni. And you'd be like, don't talk to me. <laughs> he laughed so hard. He, was, he, he made fun of me all the time. Like he was just like, oh, you want a brownie? You want a brownie? Oh, look out. He called me something uh, dangerous mama or something mama like <laughs> party, party mom. It was okay. Oh. Party mom is here. And I'm like, shut up. I just wanted to relax. Yeah. You're like, meanwhile, you're like the most with it mom. And then you just have this one day and that turns your whole reputation upside down. Well, other than being a party mom, you have a pretty great reputation as a comedian and as an actress. You've been on Nora from Queens. You've been on Billions. You have a hysterical comedy reel. You're a hysterical stand-up comedian. I wanted to ask you, because you book, baby, you're a booker. I work very hard and it's been a lot of years without any bookings thanks yeah. to the pandemic. Yes. <laughs> so I've been working hard for over a decade and thank God some things have fallen on my lap and go my way, but a lot yeah. of thousands of things have not and of we're still here. 
And that's what people don't realize. There's so many people who get defeated after two or three no's. And I always say, I go, this is the industry that you've chosen to be in. So you got to take the no's, 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 no's with the one yes. And the no's, 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 thousands of no's. Otherwise, if you you feel like you can't handle the no's, then this is not the path for you. But you get some pretty good yeses and you get your name out there. How do you feel now that we are in this kind of Zoom audition and Blue Jean audition rooms. How do you feel as a New Yorker not being able to go do in-person auditions anymore, but still being in the heart of it? I honestly don't miss it Mm -hmm. because, honey, that hustle of me getting out of Queens, going into the city to do a couple of auditions, sometimes it was two or three in one day, and then coming back again to get my son from school. Yeah, you have that going, extra element of a child. Yeah, going into rehearsal and then doing shows at night. Like I will be on the go nonstop. Like sometimes I will forget to eat. I didn't have time to shower. When I got home, I would be like so tired. It would be like three days. Oh, I haven't showered. Great. Like it was, yeah. it was, it was truly exhausting. And I couldn't stop the train because I knew if I didn't get on that train of the hustle of auditioning and, and keep doing the other things. I would have not gotten the few things that I was able to gather, the few wins, because it's that big of a competition out there. The numbers are insane of how many people audition for the one spot. So so the audition is an opportunity to just put yourself in front of the people, in front of the right people. So they, they remember you for something else, even if you don't book this one. So being at home now and be being able to do it from home, it has been honestly a blessing. I went actually, I went back in last week was my first audition back in the room. Yeah. And I feel so weird. You're looking at my legs. Like, <laughs> like I'm wearing pants. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like I was like, ew, like they're looking for the body, you know, yeah. I forgot how to act with my legs. Like I was standing like, <laughs> like a little kangaroo. Like I literally forgot how my legs work. Right, right, right. And it's also this interesting evolution because now <laughs> Because we can do everything virtually, everybody in New York and LA, where those used to be the two places where you'd have to go to quote unquote, make it now that's not the case. So where it is beneficial to us as New Yorkers to be able to audition from home, everybody from every town across the US who maybe has a little glimmer of talent can also be thrown into those numbers. There you go. Exactly. So now the competition is even higher than Mm -hmm. what it was before exactly because of that. And then you add on to that the Instagram and TikTok stars that didn't go (laughs) the route a lot of us had to go, which was a legit You know, like you had to train and you had to put in the work in the rooms and you had to, you know, really take classes and and, and study the craft. It is a whole amalgamation of people from all sides and all places. It's been hard because I I haven't had, like, unfortunately, the past since since 2019 has been, there's no bookings. Like there's no Before the pandemic, I was exactly where I was supposed to be after working so hard for a decade. Like, okay, now my name is kind of like the casting directors can't remember my name and who I am. And then, and then the pandemic happened and I, it all crumbled down. Who is she? Mm -hmm. What's going on? Like everything was like, everything erased, all the hard work was erased. It felt like I had to start. Oh, that's how it's feeling, right? Like I I'm starting over again. I'm at home. I'm not hustling in the train, you know, on the train back and forth, worrying about how I walk into a room. But here we are with less bookings because it's that many people now. 
Yeah. But you also do stand up comedy. And so that is a huge leg up because I know you were saying about TikTok stars and all these people who go viral, but a lot of the time they gain a lot of popularity, but then they can't hold an audience when they're performing live. And that is the skill you have. You can hold an audience, you can make a crowd laugh, you produce your own show. Yeah, stand up has truly saved me throughout the pandemic. I started uh, doing the Zoom shows, you know, uh-huh. the online shows during the quarantine. Of course. It was therapy. It truly yeah. helped me digest everything that was going on, you know, the sadness and the worries and everything. Once the, you know, the vaccine came and the places started to open, I was like, you know what? I'm going to put my eggs on this basket. I'm going to, yeah. because I used to do improv, sketch, and stand up, like all of them. And we even, Mixed. Yeah, you know, doing doing a variety uh, of things in variety shows. It, yeah. it doesn't matter. You you want characters? I bring I got them. You want jokes? I'll bring the jokes. But that can stretch you out thin. And truly, like stand up is something that you have all control of it. You write the jokes. If you want to produce your own show, you are in charge of that show and how that show is gonna go. What people are gonna be on it. I don't want to say like I regret not because I could have. I couldn't just follow the stand-up route earlier when my son was younger because stand-up is a late night gig like more than improv and sketch stand-up is a late night gig like you have to solo because you do have the people in the community but with improv at least you have your team and you guys can hang out after with stand-up you have to grind it out this open mic this open mic this open mic yeah yeah the open mic solo as a woman late at night it was very intimidating and and stressful I did it for a little bit and I would come home and cry because the jokes are so misogynistic. No one gave a fuck about, you know, you being a mother. Like now, finally, there are actual um, famous comedian moms out there. Like it used to be like no one, no woman, no funny woman could talk about their kid or their child or they were a mother. And now... You see like every famous person that has a kid is just talking about it. And it's, it's like, it's awesome. fun. When I started it over a decade ago, it was like, what? Yeah. Why are you not talking about dick and pussy? Like, yeah. I'm like, I still can talk about dick and pussy, but like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> multifaceted, okay? <laughs> like, I can definitely tell you about uh, dick and pussy, but it was a very intimidating fields i imagine yeah yeah an intimidating circle to to mm-hmm. step in and improv was a little bit more welcoming exactly because that because it's a teamwork yeah. kind of like environment and with sketch is the same thing but now after the pandemic and now that my son is older like i feel a little bit more comfortable i have to leave him with someone or if yeah. i have to even leave him at home i'm, I'm hosting a show in queens and I'm like literally like 10 blocks away. I'm like, yeah. baby, I'll be back in an hour. And he's yeah. fine because it's in yeah. middle school. And now we can do things and feel freer, I guess. Yeah. And you have constant communication. You get left alone. I feel like when, when we were younger, you get left alone at like eight and a half, nine years old. And all you have is the house phone. Nobody's got cell phones. You can't call. Now your parents can see where you're at at all times, where your phone is. So it's I mean, I really hope now this doesn't get me in trouble with social services. No, they don't listen. Social services, they don't listen. And if they do, they listen. They guilty pleasure listen. I think you're fine. <laughs> listen, I've only, I've only done it once. He's always in touch with me via his iPad. Everything is cool. I think you have more to laugh. worry about about that video that your husband has than Secret Services. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God. So SUNY, I have one more question for you before I ask you to plug your social medias. 
2022 is coming up. You are the last episode of the season. I'm so honored to have you. And I just want to know, what are your goals? What are you looking forward to? What do you see yourself in, in a year from now? Where do you see yourself career-wise? OMG, like, I want to have, like, a freaking TV special. Mm-hmm. Do, like, a late night, you know, bring my jokes to a late night show. Yeah. That's like- of mine after working this past two years I've been fully dedicated to my stand-up grind and working those jokes yeah like having my jokes being showcased on a late night show I've been working really hard this past two years on my jokes and doing stand-up full-time yes yes <laughs> you know so I, I I would love to see the the fruits of that labor next year and I think that's going to happen yeah. and I'm also writing my own pilot so congratulations I, right like that is so hard it's such a big accomplishment people don't understand how hard it is to write a pilot i've been on my writing bag like writing the jokes writing pilots so next year i think i'm gonna focus on that yeah and i am really looking forward to it like i'm very excited like i'm like the whole thing of pre-pandemic when it was like i have to go audition an audition and hopefully they'll like me hopefully they'll hire me i hope i am what they want i don't care like i don't your loss if you yes if you don't want to hire me, is your loss. Because I got it. I got yeah. whatever you want. I got it. So now I'm just going in with this is what I have to offer kind of um, attitude. And I'm really looking forward to that in, in 2022. Well, I'm really looking forward to seeing you on a late night show delivering those hot mama party mama. Oh, jokes. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's okay. It's actually very appropriate that, that he calls you the party mama. We call the listeners here the party god squad. So to end... <laughs> Yeah, the Party God Squad supports the Party Mama. So Party God Squad, follow SUNY. SUNY, tell the Party God Squad where they can follow you. Yes, Twitter, SUNY Reyes, and Instagram, SUNY Reyes, because we are bilingual, baby. Yes, that's amazing, amazing, amazing. SUNY, you are a dream guest. You are a dream person. You are so talented, so funny. And I cannot wait to see what the next year brings for you. Thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. You're awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank You're you. awesome. We will talk soon, okay? Okay. Bye. You have been listening to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Your support of the podcast is truly appreciated. Be sure to visit my website at rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com to access story guides, subscribe to Patreon for bonus episode of the men's side of female infidelity, and to vote for this podcast to be in the Hot 50 Countdown for Podcast Magazine. To submit your story for the show, share feedback, or if you have a Let's Ponder suggestion, please email it to rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com or send by snail mail to Rebecca Adams, P.O. Box 821064, Vancouver, Washington 98682. Every story is always anonymous. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show. Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is produced and edited by Rebecca Adams. You can follow the show on Facebook at Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity, 
on Instagram at podcast raw truth and on Twitter at raw female. Thank you again and be kind to one another. Be kind to yourself and always remember no judgment. Goodbye.